1: Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason, the guy who's not very anonymous.
0: And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And we're
1: talking about the spiritual principle of anonymity, which is impossible to say and maybe even more impossible to talk about <laughs> for an hour. So, uh, you know, thinking through all these things this morning, just what are we going to talk about? Is there any science around this? What's it say in our literature? What's the definition? Like, none of it made it seem like it was going to be an easy conversation. or
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those words we hear it in all the readings and it's in the 12th tradition you know <laughs> anonymity is the spiritual foundation, the foundation of all of our traditions <laughs> you know it's like gives it this you know importance yeah, yeah uh, huh. and you know i don't know if we always think about it as deeply as that sounds like we should yeah no, <laughs> um, no i'm with you a lot of time most of us think yeah anonymity i got it don't tell anybody i'm in na or right. don't tell anybody i'm in aa or don't right. mention my last name in a 12 step fellowship in right, the same right, sentence right. like whatever <laughs> loose vague yeah. understanding don't tell have. anybody
1: I saw billy at the meeting right <laughs> right
0: right and then you know in practicality it's very sort of confusing mm-hmm. sometimes and and i mean you could in some ways, almost say that almost anything that you do is a violation of a, you know, the anonymity clause. If you mention that you're in recovery or what fellowship you go to or what meetings you attend, yes. you know, it's it's confusing. Yes. But yet, when you turn around, um, I think our area has like a, a Facebook group that you mm-hmm. can join, and there's Facebook pages, and oh, but it's private, Billy. You know, yeah, <laughs> no there's all kinds know. of. You know, social media posts from these groups. Mm -hmm. It's very, very confusing. And then, of course, even like us, like we do a podcast. We talk about recovery. We've specifically mentioned what fellowship we're in. You know, talk about it as we're the spokesman for them. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it was only our tradition 12
1: episode. I'm pretty sure we addressed it on there a little bit or talked about it, at least the the idea of like, are we breaking the anonymity piece uh, of recovery by doing this? But I think there was actually another episode long before that, near the beginning, where we kind of talked through that idea, and I don't, maybe it's called anonymous, I don't fucking know, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, it's a really confusing piece, right? Is podcasting the level of press, radio, and films, is that an outdated point in 2023? Has the the landscape of public figure changed, because we're all kind of public figures on these social medias, and... Yeah, Yeah. that's all confusing.
0: And I read through a little bit of, you know, what I could find of like some AA history and AA stuff, you know, obviously because they dealt with this and came up with this idea before the fellowship that we go to. So they're the (laughs) founders of this concept or whatever. But, you know, the the story they gave in one of their pamphlets about uh, anonymity is of a baseball player and he was a famous player and he had a big turnaround and he was in fellowship and, you know, mentioned it. Publicly or it was broadcast publicly. Whatever. And that didn't seem to be the issue. It, You know the fact of him doing it. What seemed to be the issue. Is after he did it. There was a loss of control. Of everyone else doing it. Mm. And then you had. For lack of a better word. You know nefarious people coming in. And using that to open. You know like recovery programs. Or recovery Mm. housing. And affiliating themselves with. You know, the Mm -hmm. thing and saying, oh, I'm a member of AA and I opened this recovery house Mm -hmm. and, you know, that sort of shit. And so it seemed to be not necessarily that people would come out and say in public that they were members of the particular fellowship. It had more to do with how once you open that door, there's a slippery slope that you can't necessarily close yeah
1: well and and i've never read through or researched it as well as it sounds like you did this morning or or yesterday but like just the little bits that i've known it, it wasn't so much that aa wasn't welcoming of like the publicity of the famous people it was more that like some famous people or they foresaw famous people could like publicly announced that they're in AA and it works and they're doing well and that would be great. And then six months later, if they relapse and look like shit and crash their car and kill somebody, then it looks bad on AA. Like it doesn't work. So it was more about the, we don't want to look bad when this doesn't play right. out well i guess we only want the good publicity we don't yeah. want the bad publicity. but even you talking about that i could picture you know god you're thinking 1938 small town america I, i'm in a small town that has a drinking problem and now i'm walking around telling everybody i'm in an aa and it's working and collecting money
0: to help these other people in it <laughs> like you know right. what i
1: mean like that could go sideways pretty quick
0: yeah and You know, there's a movie out there, the Anonymous People movie. I know I've mentioned it before. That was the first uh, different idea that I got around Mm -hmm. Anonymous, and they go into the history and stuff, and they actually, you know, do a little more justice to the story I just told and some others of, like, the intention of that idea of anonymity was not. You know, that everybody remain quiet and that we stay, you know, secret in these closets, you know, and not tell anybody anything about what we're doing. Uh, but that we just try to keep it more on a smaller, like personal level, um, that we don't have, you know, spokesmen or spokeswomen or, you know, people Mm -hmm. that are out there, you know, pushing the fellowship as like a sales and marketing kind of concept.
1: Hmm. So if you go to just the dictionary, which I feel like of all the spiritual principles, this is the worst one to try to rely on a dictionary <laughs> definition, because I don't think it, it matches up anything yeah. to what we talk about. But, you know, you find a lot of stuff about like the state or of being anonymous. Um, one I could find that didn't say anonymous in it, a situation in which a person is not known by or spoken of by name. <laughs> not very helpful for, for our study and. In our literature, it actually does mention that the dictionary definition. (laughs) It says, a dictionary definition of anonymity is a state of bearing no name. In keeping with Tradition 12, the I becomes we. The spiritual foundation becomes more important than any one group or individual. Um, It kind of made me pause earlier when you said that you know the idea like it's right in our tradition that's usually posted on a wall in every meeting you go to and it's probably written in every book we've put out or piece of literature like this is the spiritual foundation of our fucking program and like I don't know that makes me laugh and be a little entertained this morning just thinking about the idea of how little I understand it or that it's been talked (laughs) about to me and like oh but shit it's the foundation for everything I was supposed to be doing for the last 20 years or something
0: Yeah. And I mean, I like that that you just read out of the literature because what it points out, and it was the first way I guess I had a sponsor introduce anonymity to me was this, you know, having no name. And what he said that I related to a lot was that it's like, you know, we all identify ourselves as by our first name in the program because our last name is all the same. You know Mm. what I mean? It's like we're all related. We're Mm. all connected. You know, it's. Billy Addict, Jason Addict, you know whoever John Addict, and that you know you you hopefully if you grew up in a somewhat healthy family, like you want to treat everyone in the meeting like their family. Like we try to keep personalities out of it. We try to you know remember that we're all the same on the same level on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. There's no you know big eyes and you know we we're all equal and within the fellowship, um, doesn't always feel like it plays out that way. And of course no. that's where we have issues because we do have, uh, areas where we have, you know, leaders <laughs> of certain things or people that are yeah. in charge of certain things. Yeah. Um, but the idea of that in service in our service structure is that those people are supposed to rotate and change, Yeah, you know, and, and that it's not supposed <laughs> to stay the same person, you know, Year after year after year. Um, It's funny because I I pulled that statement out
1: of our literature this morning just so that I could come on here and like crucify the fact that we don't do that at
0: all. At least I don't see that very often. Yeah. So at our local level i think it's happens a little more um at the higher levels it doesn't seem to happen as much what
1: i've what i've seen it feels like and it's not any particular area the area i came from the area i'm in here like they all seem to kind of have the same thing it's not like malicious and intent it's not like somebody gets in the the leader position and is like oh yeah i'm filled with power here i'm gonna just keep this forever it's more like the end of the term comes and nobody wants to fucking do it and they're like I guess I'll do it another year. And it's like you get stuck there five years and there is none of this turning over and it does kind of become your personality. And it's like, I don't think it's on purpose, but yeah, it's not working very well, I don't think.
0: No. And so I've come to understand that, at least for myself in my application of, you know, service work is that that's a lack of faith. Mm. you know and i've had service positions the same like it's gotten to the end of the term and i'm like my term's getting ready to be up and nobody else is going to do it and i've actually said well i won't be here next month mm. to do this so it won't happen if somebody doesn't step up Yeah, and that can sound kind of selfish you know what i mean for me to be like i don't give a shit but it's not that i don't give a shit it's that if I stay there, no one's going to step up and True do story. it. If I step out, it, you know, yeah, what yeah. at the time it was the literature chair, which is a boring job that nobody right. wants to do. It doesn't get you a lot of notoriety. It actually everyone's always wanting shit from you and yeah. you know, you're never doing it right. Th- you know, it's a thankless type of job. Uh-huh. And so nobody wanted to do it and I just said, "Well, the stuff will all be here next month like it's I I won't <laughs> like, right. or i won't be here doing this i'll right. do something else and it worked out you know mm-hmm. somebody did it and it got taken care of and they figured it out and i was willing to help i mean i said if they got questions or whatever right i'll, I'll be around <laughs> like, but i'm not gonna do it
1: i feel like if we take that though because that that requires somebody to do something that maybe isn't programmed into them or that they're used to right like a lot of us and, and it tying it back into this idea of like when you said your first sponsor kind of said we all had the same last name and we act like a family. What I was thinking was, Jesus, no wonder I got it all fucked up, right? Yeah, right. And, <laughs> oh God, somebody gave me the idea this should have family dynamics like my family and, and I acted like that. Right. And that wasn't good. Um, but coming from a family where it was like my responsibility or it felt like my responsibility for everybody else's emotional well-being and for everything to stay on track, yeah, I'm going to have a tough time stepping away from a position because my body's going to give me that same thing it gave me in my family right if you don't do this there's a problem coming yeah that's not good that's scary um, yeah.
0: well and where that and not to get too far off into the service stuff but where that can get a little scarier so you know I've done some work in H&I the hospitals and institutions where we go out to outside facilities to do stuff and it's a little scarier when you step down from those positions that you feel mm. like won't get filled because that's the face of our fellowship, right? you know, in these actual organizations in the right, recovery right. community. So it's like, oh, is somebody going to do it? Like what, if, and what if they don't for three or four months and we don't have these meetings happening? Like, but again, I, and I just recently had this conversation with somebody, you know, who's looking to step down because their commitment's done. And they're like, I I don't know, you know, if I should, and I feel guilty. I'm like, look, you have done your commitment. Like, that's what you said you would do. Mm -hmm. You showed up and did exactly what you committed to do. And now that time is up. And, you know, if it's not an inconvenience to do and you wanted to continue it, that is one thing, but you're saying it's not and you're gonna keep it out of some obligation and I would say don't. Mm. <laughs> you know, but anyway, but that gets back to the anonymity. It's like that individual is not responsible for that the entire fellowship and their representation in the community. We as a fellowship, we as a our local, you know, mm-hmm. Susquehanna area, whatever we want to call ourselves, <laughs> we're responsible for that not this one individual like that fucking guy did what he was supposed to do he's done he's he's did his time or if you want to say it that way you know right right. he's not the face of the fellowship for that facility he's that's so hard
1: to feel though even though people can
0: tell us that you know yeah um so i don't know you want to
1: jump into some of these quotes from the literature there's a there's a whole shit yeah sure okay so I, i started with the basic text so i think these are from that one uh First one, our common welfare should come first. Our text explains that this unity of purpose helps us to achieve the true spirit of anonymity, where all of us are equal as members of the group. Maybe this is the time where you should tell us about the dual meaning of anonymity, or it seems like at least the
0: dual purposeness of it in our program. Yeah, so there's two, uh, to me, like almost different ideas of anonymity you know one obviously is the like the the public image type thing where it's like we don't say our names you know i am and the rules are very weird it's like i don't say my first and last name and then mention the fellowship I can say my first name and mention the fellowship, but I can't show my face. <laughs> like, you know, there's always like technicalities around that shit. Right, but the right. concept is You, you can know, use your
1: initials, but don't show any tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like but the concept is this this public uh, outside representation right. in whatever fellowship. I don't do that. I don't represent myself as a member in public showing my name and my face or speak on behalf of or any of that kind of stuff. Um I guess that also encompasses the the idea that what goes on inside the meetings I guess that's actually a third one I would say oh, yeah. it's like there's that concept of like who you see or what goes on or what people talk about in meetings is not supposed to be talked about mm-hmm. outside of meetings right. that's another you know idea around anonymity and then the idea that we're all equal that we're all the same that we're all together and that we're all supposed to be you know uh, on the same level, you know, we don't have leaders, and or I shouldn't say we don't have leaders. We do have leaders. We don't have uh, chair people or uh, what are they called? You know, like dictators. They? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all make the decisions together. This idea of uh, group conscience. We all work in like a group conscience that everybody's input is equally valued and equally shared. Right. Right, yeah, that is a, God. And that seems very different than I'm not supposed to talk to a newspaper reporter. Right, (laughs) or I'm not supposed to tell people who I saw and what they talked about at the meeting. Like, good Lord, yeah, that's a lot to, to
1: take in. So I guess there's a lot of room to practice anonymity then based on (laughs) three different directions.
0: Um, Well, and it's interesting sometimes if you think, all right, so it's the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions. And it's like if you go through each tradition, like they don't seem so clearly linked. You know what I mean? Like one of our traditions is our primary purpose and the other one's about, you know, we don't endorse or finance or lend our name out. Like, what do those two things have to do with each other? Right. But yet they right. both encompass this idea of anonymity, but in completely different ways. Yeah. Yeah, God. We'll probably come back to that through some of these because a
1: lot of these uh, quotes are out of the traditions because that's where it seems to come into play more, I guess. Maybe the more
0: idea of we over I. Yeah. Um, and you could almost go through each tradition and pick out, you know, the anonymity part of that and right. it'll look and sound very different. You know, even though we're using the same word or concept. And, and there's one of these quotes, I think, if
1: I'm remembering correctly, that I pulled out that talked about the spiritual principles that were encompassed in anonymity or from it. An- it was weird. It just seemed bad. I was like, those don't match up at all. So maybe when we get there, we'll, we'll stand yeah. out again. Um, so our, our common welfare coming first and unity of purpose helps us achieving the true spirit of anonymity. I guess that's this idea of like equality across like unity of purpose helps us have the true spirit of anonymity. So I guess the true spirit of anonymity is that we're all working towards the same thing and none of our contributions individually matter more
0: than anybody else's. Yeah. Is that the true spirit of anonymity? And that, that our anonymity? input and opinion as members matters. Ooh. You know. This idea of, you know, group conscience that we half the time I feel like gets ignored because we just you know, in our service structures, especially I haven't seen this as much in home groups, although I've never been like in a big city where there was 38 30, home yeah, home group members. But, you know, there's just, you know, three pros, three cons call for a vote you know and that's very different than the idea of like anonym to me is very different than the idea of like anonymity and group conscience and every member has an input and we value mm. you know we weigh those things out and then we come to a decision together as a whole <laughs> right right you know. well
1: and i think part of what this is addressing you know when we talk about the the equality or equalness of us all under the idea of anonymity right it, it's like Okay, two guys walk into a meeting. One cleans the bathrooms at McDonald's. One is a brain surgeon, right? we will give that all that uh, glamour that it's supposed to be. You know, the brain surgeon, he's really important. But, like, when they walk into the meeting, they're not. It's not a brain surgeon and a guy that cleans the bathrooms at McDonald's. It's just two guys. Right. Equal, right? And then also uh, uh, the same idea of, like, in the program, right? Just because somebody's been here 30 years and done a lot of stuff that doesn't make their opinion any more important than the person with 10 days who's just trying to figure it out right again that equality like it takes away almost any factor that could make one person better than another kind of like takes the ego out of it i guess yeah you know hmm This is a long one. Throughout our traditions, we speak in terms of we and our, rather than me and mine. By working together for our common welfare, we achieve the true spirit of anonymity. We have heard the phrase principles before personalities so often that it is like a cliche. While we may disagree as individuals, the spiritual principle of anonymity makes us all equal as members of the group. No member is greater or lesser than any other member. The drive for personal gain in the areas of sex, prosperity, and social position, which brought so much pain in the past, falls by the wayside if we adhere to the principle of anonymity. Anonymity is one of the basic elements of our recovery, and it pervades our traditions and our fellowship. It protects us from our own defects of character and renders personalities and their differences powerless. Anonymity in action makes it impossible for personalities to come before principles. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you make of all that? Yeah.
0: Principles before personality. I don't know. We have specialized meetings. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> I
1: I have always hated the idea of principles before personalities. Not the idea necessarily, but like I don't feel like that tells me what I'm supposed to be learning about
0: anonymity or the traditions, personally. Yeah. Well, and there's one interest, so funny enough, in the the one of the pieces of literature I read about that. Uh, from AA, they described like basically criminal activity and said, like, if somebody's doing like criminal shit, like, you should turn them in. <laughs> like, you know? And right. I, I guess what that made me think of is we've had people in our area, you know, that have done some pretty predatory stuff, mm. you know, when it comes to young men or young women that are influential. And, I think we sometimes use this idea of anonymity is like we're not Mm. supposed to really say anything or we're supposed to kind of turn the other cheek, you know, and I don't think that's right at all. You know, so Mm. there is a balance there of like, yeah, we're all in this together. We're all, you know, equal, but you're still responsible for the shit that you do. Like, we can't let that idea. Right cloud our judgment as far as you know protecting each other from predators you know Mm -hmm. protecting our own members from from harm
1: so let let me give a scenario that takes the the what sounds like sexual predator out of it because that's a a emotion building one right there Mm -hmm. there was a money stolen right and i guess that can still bring up some emotions but maybe less it's more stuff no person necessarily was directly harmed by it but the area i came from our treasurer about 10 years ago right after another treasurer had stolen money we had a treasurer for a few years and then it turned out they had stolen some money too and then they got in contact with this individual there was it was done very interestingly where only one member was meeting with them which is a whole nother thing that was confusing and but they were there was this debate you know do we press the charges or do we not and like on the one side people were saying like hey we you know, principles for personalities, we should let this go. We don't want to do any harm to the individual, this, that, and the other by pressing charges. And the other argument was we don't know if
0: we're doing more harm by not pressing charges. Yeah, like, well, And that's immediately <laughs> when you say principles before personalities, we don't press charges. I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense because that's not my principles like my principles are if you make a mistake you own that shit and And you're accountable for it (laughs) you know so my principles would say you press charges if the person's not paying the money back you know like or whatever like you that's what but anyway that i digress yeah that that's what i mean though we use this idea of this principles before personality it's like we take that to turn the other cheek and look the other way and not hold people accountable for things that they're doing. And I think that's wrong. You know, I think that's a misuse (laughs) of that phrasing and a misuse of that idea.
1: Well, and you would even love that. I'm pretty sure the group conscience that followed with the vote, uh, I'm pretty sure there was like five or six people that weren't actually GSRs at the meeting that just Mm -hmm. voted the way this one powerful Member wanted to vote and it went that way. So yeah, okay. If they voted, it wasn't a group conscience, but uh, whatever. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, this is a. It's a lot in here, but yeah, I guess the the idea of principles before personalities or those word those words put together does not give me what I feel like I'm supposed to get out of that idea. Like to me, that and maybe that's why we all use it wrong because that's a terrible way to say the message we're trying to give across right. with those words. Like if I think of principles before personalities, I think, okay, um, yeah, we want to work for our common good, no matter, you know, how much people annoy me. That doesn't completely give what I think I'm supposed to be getting out of this long ass paragraph that talks about like a whole other ideas, right? Like working together and this equality and, and not just that like, Oh, I got to tolerate or put up with this, these people I don't like in order to get where we're trying to go. But like, Also, these people should be included. I want to welcome them in. I want to listen to them and take their information into account.
0: Yeah, and to me, that idea of principles before personalities has always been like, I am willing to listen to people. I'm willing to be open to ideas. I'm willing to not be like, oh, you're that, you know, Trump Republican asshole. So anything you say is, you know, of no value or you're that biden you got a biden sticker on your car so fucking you don't matter you know what i mean or your opinion's stupid you obviously don't know anything about how to run anything you know like that kind of shit and it's like we don't get caught up in that stuff and we let each member you know give them the respect to like say what they want to say and be a part of and inclusive doesn't mean we do what they want or that they're right it just means you know the principle is that we're honest that we're open-minded that we're you know willing to Mm. to be to allow them to be a part of the group which which to me and and i guess it sort of
1: kind of gives that same vibe as anonymity but it feels different because it feels just more like hey you're welcome here right Right. not so much that i don't know well that i think is closer to what we should be saying (laughs) (laughs) well it's more like i I guess for me though when i hear principles before personalities it's like hey you're welcome here but i don't get the vibe of like i really want to listen to you or or be open to what you're saying it's just like all right i'll tolerate that you're here and not tell you you have to leave basically you know what i mean it's not really that i want to include you i guess it's more that i'm oh i'll do the right thing by putting principles before personalities and just overlook all that bullshit over there like and that doesn't feel like what we're saying in this principle at all. Um, Moving on to the it works, how, why? When we apply anonymity to the first tradition, we overlook the differences that would separate us. In the context of unity, anonymity means that the message of recovery is for every addict who wants it. We learn to set aside our prejudices and focus on our common identity as addicts. Uh, Some part of me wonders if this was like written because of the 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 time frame it was in like part of the idea of anonymity maybe not the whole concept like you said there's there's three different parts at least that we figured out this morning (laughs) but like that reads almost like hey stop not letting black people and women into your meetings yeah (laughs) that's what that reads like and i'm like is this something from 1930s that we needed back then and maybe isn't as relevant
0: right now um i mean i i I would say Maybe it is more relevant. still relevant, yeah, because even think of, you know, people that do different drugs. I mean, at some level, we just keep creating new fellowships for Pacific specific, Pacific specific, yeah. specific drugs. And, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. at what point do we encompass that all into just addiction and, you know, right. but whatever, um, yeah, I mean, you can have people that feel like, oh, this drug is worse or that drug's not as serious or, mm-hmm. you know, what I was doing was way different than what you were doing. Right, you know, right. my bottoms were way worse. I mean, I
1: stole from stores. I didn't sell my ass. Right, right,
0: right that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, we're that's a case where we are not practicing anonymity. You know what I mean? We're not saying, wow, the, the pain and harm that you suffered is – equal to the pain and harm that i suffered like it's not meant to be a competition it's meant to come from a place of like compassion and understanding and connection right
1: right i don't know i guess this this feeling like applying anonymity to the first tradition overlooking differences that would separate us that that feels like almost fourth thing or something you know what i mean like that doesn't even feel like the three we talked about (laughs) all right the next one spiritual principle of anonymity reminds us that we are All equal in Narcotics Anonymous. No one member or group has a monopoly on the knowledge of a higher power's will. We practice anonymity by offering our love, attention, and respect to everyone, regardless of our personal feelings toward any individual. Ooh, maybe that's the one I read. Damn, we practice anonymity by offering our love, attention, and respect. So, like, all the times I've heard about anonymity in practice, and I'm not saying that I wasn't doing some of those things to people to just try to be a good person I guess that is not what I thought anonymity was I right. like you said I'm thinking about not telling people I'm in na or or all these things I am not thinking about this idea that I'm practicing it by offering love attention and respect to everyone that's weird
0: yeah well and I mean I, I hate to say what you just said there took me out a little bit to somewhere else in left field but it's like I feel like now because of trying to do that in the fellowship, like I try to do that shit in my life in general. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I go into whatever, you know, Wawa to get a coffee and the ladies behind the counter, like I'm respectful of that person. Hey, how you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. how's your day? I'll chat with people, you know, and just whatever. Oh, I like your shirt. You know, that's a cool shirt or whatever. And I just try to treat people with respect and love and compassion, you know, like I would anyone else, no matter of what job they're doing or what role they're serving. I try. I'm definitely not perfect at it. And it's interesting, you know, my kids and I had a conversation about that and I can't remember what it came up from. It might have been like a, a waitress at a restaurant or whatever. And it's like you see people that are just disrespectful of other people, feel like their status is different. Uh, feel like that they're from a different side of the track, so to speak. And that stuff does happen within our fellowship. You know, it yeah. does happen where, you know, they look down on certain people from a certain area or we, you know, think mm-hmm. they don't have a, a right to be involved in service at a certain level. You know, it's it's sad.
1: So what you're, what you're kind of going towards now is where I thought this morning, like anonymity Could be a fun conversation because I do feel like this is, uh, I guess the direction I'm moving in my life in the world too. You know, like this idea of like lowering my ego to the point where it doesn't feel so personally offensive or attacking for others when they're not greeting me or, or interacting with me in ways I'm used to, I guess, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, people have bad days, man, and maybe I can have a little more understanding if they got an attitude, right? Like, maybe I don't have to it – it's not about me. It's not about why do you have an attitude with everybody. Maybe it's just, man, that, that right. must be tough for them. Like, I don't think they want to feel that way, right? right. Like, but there's been so little ability or space in, in me – because of how I felt internally to even think through all that. It was just like, oh, my God, I feel so, like so much ass inside. That's the only thing I can focus on is me feeling better. And somebody giving me this attitude or, or an answer I don't like, I just don't have any space for anything else but to hate them or to be angry. Or And, and I guess that's where I, what I see in our world a lot is, is this, like this frustration of nobody having the, the internal space to consider what's going on for anybody else. It's always just what you did to me.
0: Yeah, and I don't I mean, I hate to say I'm probably a little more shallow than that in my application of this, but I think of like my neighbor.
1: The one that's weed whacking right now?
0: <laughs> probably. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so you know, my neighbor I don't know how to say this. Like she's the grumpy mean lady in oh, okay. the neighborhood. Like she's constantly putting up signs like stay mm. off my lawn, get off my wall. She's mean to the kids out front. Oh, bounce a ball or play out front, she'll come out and yell at him. not on her prop. You know, it's just, right. it's weird. She's that person. You know, somebody's parking in my parking spot, even though the parking spots aren't labeled. You know, she doesn't like people parking in front of her house. It's, it's weird. And so she's just a grumpy, mean lady, stereotypical. I don't allow that to change how I treat her when mm-hmm. I see her. Yeah. It's always, hey, how you doing? You know, how's your day? And sometimes she's nice to me and sometimes she, you know, right. whatever. And we've had some issues, you know, a fence fell over in a windstorm one time, oh, and she backed into it. Like, it didn't fall on her car. It fell over, and she backed into it. And then she came over and told me that I should pay for her car. And I just <laughs> said, oh, I no, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like it was my fault. It was, right. one, it was an act of nature that <laughs> did it. You can turn it into your insurance if you want. But two, the fence didn't fall on your car. It was up. The wind blew it over, and you ran into it. So whatever. But even now, like, I don't like, oh, she's a bitch and I hate her and, you know, I'm still nice to her when I see her, if she's out there. I've went over and gave him a hand with little projects and stuff, because they are older people. Right. Um, you know, I try to be nice when I see the husband all the time, but for me, it's like, I just treat them the way that I would want to treat anyone, you know? doesn't mean I necessarily love them, like, I, they're whatever. If I didn't see him again, I probably wouldn't ever think of them again, but... When I see them or when I interact with them, I still have, like, love and Mm -hmm. compassion no matter who they are. I'm who I am because of who I am, not I change who I am based on who I'm interacting with. Right, right. I I love that, and it's
1: great as long as you're walking away feeling good about the guy you are, right? Because I could see times in my life, at least, where I'd have walked away from that feeling resentful or, like, god damn it or or why'd i go over there and help them their assholes you know what i mean like <laughs> right. i'd be doing the right thing and yeah. still feeling bad about it and maybe that's something we don't talk about on here enough like if you're doing the quote unquote right thing according to whatever program or recovery you're working and it feels like shit every time like maybe don't do that maybe yeah. go seek some more information
0: so and i share this with people all the time but i think this to me is the the goal of recovery is to figure out what my values and morals are and the person that I want to be and then try to be that person intentionally. Right. You know what I mean? It's not to be some cookie cutter of I'm supposed to do this, this and this to get to the fucking gates of heaven or whatever. Like it's, it's the yeah, concept yeah, right. of I figure out what is most important to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess to tie this back to anonymity, Like between me and you, those things could be different, and you still have every right to have whatever your values and morals are, and you can maybe place your values on certain morals higher than mine, or I can place some values higher than yours, and I don't have to be right. It doesn't make me any better than you. It just means this is what touches my heart. This is what gives me purpose and meaning and value in my life. So I'm going to try to do this with intention. Mm-hmm. And maybe those differences are what make our our fellowship, I would say, and our communities like beautiful, is right. that different people focus more on different things. Mm-hmm. Certain people are way more compassionate towards others, so they're way more driven to service and, you know, helping others and fixing a community other people it might be art like they're just driven to create and to to make something new or to bring something back to life and that brings something beautiful and valuable and one's not better than the other or one's you know this is more valued than that it's like they all serve a purpose Mm. yes
1: I like all those ideas (laughs) I guess the the thing that I'm and this is where I just keep trying to figure out like what did I miss along the way like, where is it that I missed the idea that I'm supposed to feel better inside or be happier or enjoy life more? Like, where, where did I miss that? And how can I help other people that feel like me in that situation now not wait as long to find it? That's what I'm always trying to do. And I'm like, picturing what you just said and like. I think I knew that, and yet it still felt like there was certain ways you had to be in order to be right or good. You know what I mean? There was like, oh, you're not acting in principles, but were we looking at all the information, all the underlying mechanisms and everything that was going on to really understand that, or was I just still going around saying, fuck, I still can't do the good thing, so to speak, and now I still feel like shit about me?
0: Yeah, well, our society doesn't... uh encourage or reward the ideas of uh what i'm gonna call anonymity uniqueness Mm -hmm. uh being authentic like those things aren't typically highly valued you know within our society at least not when it comes to like school or work or whatever it's like what's encouraged is to like come in do xyz you know, get your paycheck and go home or come in, yeah. do X, Y, Z, get your good grade and go home. And the idea of like thinking outside the box is not encouraged so much, you know, typically think Doesn't of the, play out well.
1: Think of the 12 step programs in the 80s, Billy, or even maybe the 90s when, when we came around, like sit down, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we wanted everywhere in our society. And I think it's still what we want, right? Come in, do your job. Don't fucking annoy anybody. Don't deviate from the process. Let's all just do this. But here's the thing, and I think that's where maybe uh, this is crossing over to like life for me in this point, is we don't have a unity of purpose necessarily. but Well, we do, but the unity of purpose is everybody get as much as you can for yourself. That's become our capitalistic purpose, and that's where I think... I'm running through my day trying to get as much as I can for myself and what I'm running into. I just thought of this the other day. I'm going to title my autobiography this. Uh, there's all these fucking humans and they're always in my way. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I'm running into, right. right? Because my purpose has been what my world told me my purpose was. Accumulate, gain, prosperity, get power, get money, get every all these things. This is what your goal is in life. The one who gets the most toys wins, right? Whatever, like... And I guess in that, I I lost the idea that the most important thing to me is fucking life.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. Like, to me, it wasn't even necessarily about winning. It was the idea that all that stuff was going to make me happy mm -hmm. or that that's what I needed to be to feel good about myself. You know, I needed all these outside things. And there wasn't a clear message that, like, no, get in touch with what speaks to your heart. Get Mm -hmm. in touch with what you know makes you feel valuable and then try to do that you know Mm -hmm. that was the message that we're missing and i think we still are you know there's still some level of like success for people is this measurable thing that you know we can put grades or numbers or letters to to tell you how well you're doing it life (laughs) and it's like you can't that's that's not a thing when you have however many you know hundred million individual people mm-hmm. in the U S let alone the world, right. you know, that all are just different, mm-hmm. you know, just slightly different. And mm-hmm. you can put them into some kind of groups probably, but even that's takes away from the beauty of, again, I go back to me. I go back to that idea of anonymity is because, you know, we're all unique and special and different. And if we start right. trying to lump or categorize each other into like groups mm-hmm. or subsets, we do a disservice to that individual that's standing right in front of us, you know, or the people that we interact with on a daily basis. Right.
1: I guess I'm just picturing maybe this does kind of highlight, uh, for me at least, the importance of having a unity of purpose, right? Just thinking about that idea in, in the world right now, and, and maybe we're going left field, whatever. That's what the fuck we do, Billy. I'm taking you there. So, okay. If our unity of purpose right now is everybody find their happiness in stuff and relationships and prestige and all these money, property, and prestige, right? The things that take us from our primary purpose. If that's all of our unity of purpose individually and what we're all kind of working towards, that creates a world that looks like what we have now, right? The, this person cut me off. I'm mad at them. This person got in my way. I'm mad at them. This person kept me from getting the job I want. This person on me and I got fired. This per- blah, 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 blah. It's all the shit that other people are doing to us that prevents us from getting to that purpose we've decided right money property and prestige whatever it is if we were to change our society's unity of purpose overnight if we could do that if we could snap our fingers tonight billy and we all wake up tomorrow and the unity of purpose is life life matters to me like how would that change how we interacted as a group right we would say well okay that guy cut me off but life is more important i just want to be safe we're all alive let's keep going maybe whatever or hey you know what i do like going to starbucks and getting a coffee and i like going and shopping but the fact is that all these 18 wheelers delivering all these products everywhere actually kills a fuck ton of life every year right like deers raccoons armadillos whatever right the do I care enough about that? Is that more important than the coffee I want to get on demand at Starbucks? I don't know. Right. But I, it just changes everything in my mind. And that's where I feel like, damn unity of purpose really is kind of important. And maybe that's good that the fellowship tries
0: to have one, I guess. Yeah. And I'm more optimistic towards people. Like I I tend to think most people are just trying to be content and happy in their life. They're not necessarily going out saying I'm going to get more for me. Like, They're not as selfish. They're more about, I just want to live my life and be happy. And I just want to, you know, take care of my family. And I think their goals and ideas are good. I think our society through advertising and misdirection and almost sleight of hand has sort of tricked a lot of people into this idea that more stuff is going to make you happy or that more stuff is the thing that you you know, right. this more stuff is what's going to make you happy. This Disney vacation package yeah. that your neighbors all have like they're look how fucking happy they are smiling. Uh, Their kids are all excited. I'm going in an October,
1: Billy, and I'm trying. And then
0: you go to Disney and you see like that's like one percent of the families are running around all smiling with the fucking Mickey yeah. Mouse ears and everything else. Frustrated. The other <laughs> half is like. Kids are breaking down, fucking sick as shit because you ate too much candy apple. <laughs> too much and, walking. You know, everybody's right? miserable and tired. Fucking, you fast passes one side of the park right. to the other, and Three like it hours just in line. yeah, it's fucking crazy. But you know that advertising and that conception is like, man, I can't wait. It's going to be so great when we get to this Disney vacation. And it's not that like I'm you know thinking like fuck everybody else I'm just going to Disney you know fuck right. you right, right. it's that that's what's going to bring me happiness yeah. and we get uh, stuck in that but I think we do actually share a unity of purpose most people do mm. like in in these studies and things that they do people like uh, what things bring them happiness or, or at like end-of-life studies when they do like surveys and stuff you hear like a lot of people have a lot of very common thoughts and ideas about what we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing, what we're trying to do, where we're trying to go, what we're trying to get at the end of our life. We're just like, and me included, like we just get caught up in the day-to-day shit and get misguided, misdirected. Yeah,
1: no, I actually 100% believe and agree with everything you just said. (laughs) I don't think it's like a malicious thing by people. I just think that we have been bamboozled, man. We've been fooled. We're all living this very disconnected very uh not mindful kind of mindless really and i don't mean to call that like stupid just just mindless like we're not actively thinking about everything we don't think about all the trash we throw away and what that's actually doing to our world we don't think about all the animals that get fucking run over delivering our coffee supplies and our clothing that we buy like we don't understand the Unintended byproducts or side effects of the things that we're trying to do to to pursue happiness, and so yeah, we're all we're all kind of fooled. All this advertising, billions spent in psychology research to know how to trick people's brains, like, and, and and for what? For what? What is our unity of purpose? Like, it's great that we all had, and I and honestly, I think what you're saying really speaks to. God, you're getting me all excited over here. (laughs) Uh, It speaks to what I believe is happening right now, is that we're all living out of tune with what we actually believe because of all this advertising, which is why we're all angry and mad and depressed and anxious and obese and you know, all these things are taken off because it's the reaction to living in a way that's not in tune with what actually matters to you. I think you're right. I think if we could somehow wake everybody up, yeah, we'd all agree on the same things. No life matters more than than the fucking coffee or the clothing or any of that and why are we living this way and what's wrong with us, right? But how do we how do we do that? How do we get there? Right? Like and that's I guess the question that we're all asking. How do we get back to this place where we're not just going and doing all these daily things every day so much and then the end result is, you know, Jeff Bezos has billions and and Elon Musk has billions and that's great but is that really advancing us as a society is that really getting us closer to where we all
0: truly believe we want to be which i don't think it is so and this gets back to the like values and i have to figure out what mine are and of course i hate to say this but right now my values aren't fixing the fucking world Mm. my values are spending quality time with my family making the best i can out of what we got now and You know, like, are those things problems? Yeah. When I look at our political fucking, you know, Mm. next presidential election, like everybody else, do I want to fucking throw up in my own mouth (laughs) when I think of, like, Jesus Christ, this is what we got, and this is what we're electing, and this is what we're doing. Like, this is fucking gross. And I now more than ever in my life make a conscious choice to be like is that what i want to be worrying about or do i want to talk about like what me and my wife are going to do when i get home from work or what we're going to have for dinner and i'd play around with those ideas and whatever listen to some political radio shit when i'm on my ride to work or whatever but it's yeah that shit's overwhelming (laughs) and it's like my i don't have it in me to start to run a run for local politics to even begin to want to address the kind of work it's gonna take to fix that problem. I don't think politics is gonna fix it. (laughs) And again, I don't know for everyone else, but like for me it's like, okay, well, you know, I have my kids and my family and we live our life and our, you know, friends that are around and in the next couple of years I have some goals to like get a property and go do some more sustainable type living and Mm -hmm. to live my life a little more purposeful geared towards the things that I want to do versus going to a nine to five job every week. And I'm okay with that. I I'm not fixing the world. You know what I, mean? I disagree? I, I think you I'm are not fixing the government. I'm fucking. Yeah,
1: I don't, see, I don't know. My take on it is that is the biggest part of fixing the world, man. If we could all do that and find our happiness, there wouldn't be much to fix. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the place we start, I think. And that's much more my focus. I've thought over the last three months, I want to, I don't know if I want to start up a new podcast or redo my old, you know, going to kick tomorrow podcast and rebrand it. But like, I'm like, Oh man, I got things to say. And I think people might find some comfort or usefulness in those things. And yet I have not been able to get out of the way of my own happiness to, to do it. Right. I'm like,
0: I'm pretty happy. Well, and this is, is a little way off, but it's interesting. So my daughter just, well, both of them just graduated high school, but that's a whole nother conversation. My one daughter's 21, right? Mm -hmm. She just graduated, got her diploma. Everybody keeps asking, so what are you going to do now? And we're like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. And I'm to her, I'm like, you know what? Do whatever the fuck you want. You're a good kid. You can live here. You got a place to stay. Do what you want. I mean, (laughs) you know, she helps us out. And I don't even feel like I need to justify that. I don't care if I want to fucking enable my kid to do nothing. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And... I like having them around. They're good people. I like hanging out with them. Like, I don't give a fuck if they go start some career to be quote unquote successful. And we push that idea to them. Like, I don't know, go check some things out, try some different stuff, see what you like, see if you can find something that you want to do. Maybe not. I don't know. Don't pressure yourself to go be something that you feel like all these outside pressures want you to be. Just. Do you, and we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah, I mean, at some point, you're going to have to have some kind of income to take care of your life, probably, because me and mom might not be able to do it forever. Right. But maybe we will. I mean, I had a funny—I thought, you know, growing up and teaching kids, like, you need to be independent and do all that shit. You know what? That's a concept that poor people push on their kids because— most of the yeah. time, we can't afford to just support them to do nothing. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish somebody
1: would have gave me that message, yeah. dude. I might be half as depressed as I
0: am. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. And that's you know, with both my kids, I'm like, everybody's like, "What are you gonna do? And I don't know. They're gonna mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck they want. Go." Run around, do a little traveling, fucking hang out. I who cares? Like <laughs> anonymity. <laughs> they're gonna live life. Like they're gonna have fun. Like yeah. that's what they should be doing. Right, anonymity. They fuck. can do it how they want. <laughs> I stuck myself that. into this rat trap. I make enough that they don't have to. Yeah. Like I don't give them what the fuck they want, so they don't have to get stuck here. Hmm. And you know, but it's interesting. But that's the con- and this is people that love them and care about them. I mean, it's like their yeah. grandparents and relatives. But that's the message that we get from society. Yeah.
1: That's all we've been taught and all we know how to do. So anyway, yeah, we we got a little off. But I think that stuff is important, man. I think, you know, this is the the kind of practice of these principles that I want to have in my life, man. Uh, You know, yeah, I guess other people can do their own thing as long as it's not bothering me or hurting my family or anything. Like people can have this right to sort of do what they want. Like you said, there's a beauty in that when it doesn't all look the same. Uh, another quote in the spirit of anonymity we remember that no individual member or group is more important than the message we carry the single requirement for membership helps ensure that no addict need die with having a chance to recover this is interesting especially thinking about what we just said like i kind of think no matter whether we have a specific message like okay the na program has a specific message right that
0: Any addict can stop using, lose the desire to use, and find a new way to live. Yes. So that is
1: our specific message, right? And that kind of keeps us on task. And we can have a paragraph like this in our literature that says, hey, remember, no individual or group is more important than the fact that we get this life-saving message to other people, right? When you don't have a specific message, like, you know, the United States, we don't necessarily have a specific message, and yet we do and that's where i think you know something we haven't really thought about or looked at or i haven't really thought about or looked at is this idea that like when there is no message there is but i'm just not seeing it right yeah. but, and and we're talking about what that message is how much are you going to do how much are you going to succeed how much money are you going to make how many things are you going to be able to buy what neighborhood will you be able to live in like what schools will you be able to send your children to what life of privilege are can you get to basically and it's like that's the message
0: yeah well that and i do think that we are a little more nefarious in some of that in our messaging in that uh we have this you know the american dream work hard and now you realize that's all bullshit yeah that's not a real thing (laughs) Right, right it's not anymore maybe at one point it was but even back then i don't think it really was it's always been a you know country of opportunity and and When I say opportunity, not opportunity for everyone. Opportunity for the people that had access to that opportunity. (laughs) And, you know, people that could get through the gatekeepers. And, the, the, you know, occasionally an outlier found a way to jump the fence. But for the most part, you know, we kept people in their statuses of where they're meant to be. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) But told them all the way, hey, just work hard and you'll get there. Work hard and you can be whatever you want to be. None of y'all got there? You didn't work hard. So our messaging was bullshit. Well, we told people our primary purpose was was not true (laughs) right right
1: and 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 i think we're all still kind of feeling the repercussions of that many many years later um when we observe the spirit of anonymity we seek nothing other than to carry the recovery message to the addict who still suffers so if we observe the spirit of anonymity we have no other goals other than to carry the recovery message to the addict that still suffers
0: yeah and so interesting what i think about in that stuff and this is where our fellowship struggles i think sometimes especially for newer members i think it's getting better but it's uh people that are actively using or people that are on a maintenance program Mm. or whatever else it's like we'll sometimes be more harsh on them you know Mm -hmm. making a judgment that you know they're not doing the program right or that you know they're doing it wrong or they're recovering wrong You know, and and it's this idea that, you know, we have this program and we're doing this thing, but it doesn't give us a right to place these judgments or criticisms on other people. These are still other suffering addicts just like us. They just want relief. They just want Mm -hmm. help. And again, I'm not necessarily saying we change the whole program to accommodate these different pathways. But at the same time, we don't use our pathway to justify uh, degrading or belittling these people that have made other choices, and if we have any sense of, you know, anonymity, we treat them with love and compassion and respect, mm-hmm. and help them find what they need or, you know, get right. to where they're trying to go.
1: Yeah, that was part of that that came up for me reading some of these uh, an anonymity quotes this morning was this idea of what you're talking about right here, like where are we missing this? in the ways we treat people maybe on maintenance you know what i mean that was the one thing that came out because i think that's a a struggle area or at least it was a struggle area
0: i think sometimes even in people that relapse oh you know what i mean like thinking somebody's been around a long time and they Mm -hmm. use it's like all of a sudden oh they didn't know shit oh my god it's like strip away their service commitments strip away their titles, strip away whatever they're you know and it's just it's weird it's it's Well not to get you off your point, sorry. No, no, no. I just thinking about that like that
1: fear response. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like the fear is those things are so powerful that we gotta go really, really far away from it or we're in danger too. That's what it feels like the fear response is. Like we
0: we gotta get that. Yeah, it can't be near us or something like that. Well at least for me, and I think well intentioned but misguided, a lot of my personal uh hang-ups or resentments with maintenance programs early on and to some effects still now are that these are the medical industry slash pharmaceutical company just capitalizing on addicts Mm -hmm. in a new way you know and and that part is a little bit like ah fuck them people (laughs) like they're the ones that got us here in the first place, you know, even though that's not really true, but you know, it's like, they're just going to, again, capitalize on our misfortune by Mm. creating a new substance to get you on, on a daily basis. And it might be better, but it's still, you know, they're finding a way to capitalize on it. And that part annoys me some, but I've had to separate that out to be like, that attitude still can present in a really negative way towards the individuals that make those choices. And I'd rather just let that shit go Hmm. than to come off as being hard or critical towards people that are choosing different pathways in me. (laughs)
1: Feel like you just said the unity of purpose in our society by accident. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we just stumbled across it. It's taking advantage of people's misfortune. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's the unity oh, of right. purpose amongst the uh, the rich. It seems
0: capitalized mm-hmm. dollar sign.
1: <laughs> oh, here's the one about the rotating leadership. To enforce the anonymity of tradition nine, our groups, service boards, and committees practice various systems of rotating leadership so that no one personality ever dominates. I have. I don't know. It depends on what they say of uh various systems of rotating leadership. Yeah, that's I, what I was gonna say. That can be <laughs> Yeah. I saw a guy for months, five years. years like,
0: yeah. Eh. I believe like in the upper levels of service, I believe five years is a like a commitment term. Oh, like it's God. a five year commitment term. But you're talking about like world board type members right. and stuff like that. Like these are people that are making executive type <laughs> decisions, you know. Anyway, but yeah, the rotating forms is where it gets to be interesting.
1: Here you go. Narcotics Anonymous is not a secret society. Tradition 11 speaks to personal anonymity, not fellowship anonymity. The better known we are by the public, the more likely it is that addicts seeking recovery or their friends, relatives, or coworkers will think of us and know where to find us when they decide to seek help. There we go. We're doing a service, Billy, by doing a podcast. All right, here's one. Anonymity is essential in preserving the stability of our fellowship, making personal recovery possible. Recovery is a delicate thing. It grows best in a stable, supportive environment. Each of us and each of our groups plays a part in maintaining that stability. Our unity is so precious that, given a choice between fulfilling our own wishes and preserving our fellowship's common welfare, we put the best interests of NA first. We do this not only out of enlightened self-interest, but out of our sense of responsibility to our fellow addicts. The principle of NA unity comes before the fulfillment of our personal wishes. That's a weird one. That Mm. feels very weird to me. And also made me feel like it... Cultish. (laughs) It makes it very difficult to question NA. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't leave space to say, are we sure we're doing the right thing? Because... We got to do the right thing for NA before our personal wishes or opinions. And I'm like,
0: well, so that's weird. I would clarify with that. That's within the fellowship. That doesn't necessarily mean within my life. You know, like, yeah. That's the way I would clarify that. And the other side of that is it's a voluntary program. If I think it's doing some shit that I don't agree with that much, I'll leave. You know what I mean? No one makes me stay other than my ego or some kind of hubris. <laughs> you know, like, at, at this but, point? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I guess I'm just thinking of people with like, you know, three years, six years, ten years. And when I was there in those time frames and thinking of this idea that like if my teaching was that I had to put NA's messaging first or the best interests of NA first, that might lead me to think I'm doing it wrong if it feels bad, but just think there's something wrong with me still because everybody else is just putting NA first and they seem to be all right. and thats I mean,
0: mean, just taking that into context, I think that sounds like something way more talking about in service or within the service structure. I don't know which part you pulled that out of, but the reason I say that is only because, like, when you're at an area service meeting, You know, trying to place a fellowship ahead of our individual opinions could be very important, you know, in in how we represent our communities. I mean, I could have a very one opinion about, you know, cigarettes or whether we should smoke at meetings or whatever else because of some personal experience. And that doesn't mean I get to go in and say that all of a sudden Narcotics Anonymous should consider smoking using, you know, like that kind of shit.
1: I would say for me, especially looking at the the landscape of recovery in 2023 where there's a lot of different ways that looks for different people, um, the first sentence of anonymity is essential in preserving the stability of our fellowship, making personal recovery possible could have made me feel along the way or guided me to think something like my recovery is not possible without this program. So I need to keep not doing the thing that I think makes the most sense to me and keep doing what NA wants me to do in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, because if not Christ, I can't recover without it. I can't let the whole stability of the program go. I don't know. It just feels like maybe there's not enough room for me to seek what feels like it might work better. I guess. Which I get it. Like in the early messaging of of our programs, it's don't listen to your internal thoughts and feelings. So it's like.
0: Well, even now, I still go back to like, yeah, and I felt like I really needed that in the beginning. Like I couldn't trust my fucking feelings and judgments. I needed that because I didn't have
1: different information that might have helped me better. Right. Right. I'll say that you know there, there might have been something else that could have been given there. oh yeah there could have been another way fit right. for that need
0: and see that's where i've grown in like these ideas of like other pathways of recovery and other ways of doing it. like i don't mm-hmm. think na is the only way that works which at one time i used to think that it was i used to think you know this is the only thing that really right. works for addicts all these other things are just fluke anomalies and now <laughs> i'm like well no there's other things that really can help people and there's other ways to get to the same place that I ended up getting. Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. You know, it's not like this isn't the only way to get there. It just, I found this way and it worked. Yeah. Um. Maybe in sometimes clunkily, <laughs> you know, like not so gracefully, you know, whatever, but
1: some some final thoughts from science. A little bit I could find. Most of this dealt with the online world at this point with the idea of anonymity and, you know, the is anonymity making us worse as people versus all that good stuff. Um, back in 1969, before the Internet, so to speak, um, we we found that there's a tendency for people who are anonymous to act more rudely, aggressively or illegally when their faces or names are not shown or known. <laughs> So that's a thing. Um, There's also been studies recently that show some of the positive features of anonymity. Um, You know, it says just like face-to-face gatherings in support groups, such as the ones we we do a podcast about, um, the Internet has offered people a chance to self-disclose and offer support without showing their faces or giving their real names. Um, and, it, and it talked a lot about uh, you know groupthink and what happens when we get more anonymous and how that can be dangerous and everything. So there is some potential drawbacks to this idea of being more anonymous, uh, at least that facet of being anonymous, okay. as we talked about today. But I don't know. I think as as a a good picture for me of what I'm trying to do, it's more what's right for me but that includes everybody and I don't know how to say that better than that That sounds stupid but it's like the more I get in tune with what feeling living a life that feels good to me looks like the more I realize that that takes into consideration all life uh and not just what I want and I guess that has been where this I feel like that's the concept of anonymity in my in my world like yes I still want things but there's more important factors and maybe that's all of us and maybe that's the community like if i want to weed whack at 7 a.m on a sunday morning i'm probably not (laughs) gonna do it because people are generally relaxing and resting now i'll wait till 10 or something you know (laughs) what do you think what is what is anonymity for you in your life now
0: yeah i I guess it's way more general in that we're all just here making our fucking best go of this thing we call life and that i'm just here fumbling through it like everybody else you know what i mean making mistakes and getting a few things right and trying to figure it out, you know, and that everybody else around me that's fumbling through it didn't get the fucking handbook either. So we're all just figuring it out sort of together. And by taking that approach, it's like I, it allows me to let people make mistakes, let myself make mistakes, um, be more open to like, say like things like my kids and them figuring this shit out and Mm -hmm. this their young adulthood and being like, Hey, I get it. I ain't got any more answers for you to what the fuck you should be doing than you got. I'm, you mm. know, like, and there's a piece in that. You know what I mean? Because there used to be a time in my life where I felt like to know yeah well not only that i had to know but i had to figure it out and then there was some responsibility or obligation to do that Mm -hmm. and now it's like oh no we did this and we tried that and it didn't work out we tried this other thing and it didn't work out and we tried this and it's kind of working so let's do that for a little while you know Now, that's
1: probably not what I said, but that's exactly kind of the spot I'm in, too. I don't know about Really, really close, man. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Just take the pressure off. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm making it up every day (laughs) as I go, and it's fine.
0: And so much of that for me, again, a lot of these concepts started in the fellowship at like a baby level. You know what I mean? Like hey, we're all equal and we're all here together and we're just trying to do a thing and we're trying to, whatever, make this H&I committee work or make this committee work and we make mistakes and I make mistakes. And then realizing like, oh, shit, that concept is much bigger than just this service body or whatever. It's like that's a life thing, you know. We're mm. all doing that.
1: That's funny because all I got out of that was we got to do this right and you guys are killing people not showing <laughs> right. up. You what the fuck what is wrong dying. with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So go out there this week. Um figure out what anonymity means for you, right? Not, not just see anemone or anonymity here. <laughs> yeah, right. And like really think through this concept. What does this mean in your life today? And how do you work it? And maybe this is the foundational piece of where we could all find a little more peace and happiness. Yeah.
0: Love everyone around you.
1: There it is. Love and respect. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.